What is going on, everybody? My name is Joe Richter. This is another episode of Hindsightless, so let's dig into it. Hey, how's it going, everybody? Thank you all so much for coming back to listen to another episode of Hindsightless. Uh, Before we get into the show, I want to... You know, go through a few of the voice messages that I've gotten over the past few days. I got a handful, a literal handful. I have five, uh, five different people, I should say. A couple, a couple multiple call-ins, which are always awesome, and I love so much. So, let's get to those first, uh, and then, yeah, then we'll get into the show. All right. Well, thanks for sticking around. Hey Joe, this is Randy. Uh, yeah, thanks a lot, man. That's uh, awful nice words. I was a little worried about putting that out there. Uh, I just felt like Twitter was kind of the way to do it. But yeah, um, a lot of things happened back out there in Soresco in the day, and it was one of those uh, kind of times in your life where maybe you start noticing more things. And uh, I had a lot more free time than I had before, so I was able to sit down and notice it. Maybe that had more to do with it than anything else. But uh, yeah, no great conspiracy theories, theories behind it. Obviously, somebody wanted me out. I would already have been taken out. But, you know, uh, things uh, out in the rural areas, they do happen. So, I appreciate the kind words, and uh, you have yourself a great one. And, uh, hey, I'll just keep cranking them out for a while. Thanks. What Randy's referring to here uh, is this awesome story he shared on Twitter that y'all should definitely check out if you haven't. He's at Death and Gaming on Twitter and it's the crazy, crazy story. And Randy, I am so glad you shared it and that I had a chance to read it. So thank you so much for that, man. And thanks for calling in, dude. All right, let's check out who's next. I'm curious what you think of Black Panther. It's Laren again. <laughs> um, you know, I am not often not a huge fan of superhero movies. I think the, the very, um, um, extreme delineation between good and evil. I just, I'm not sure that encourages good things, especially in my son who's on the autism spectrum. Cause I mean, in reality, we all have good and evil within us and it's about the choices we make every day. And if you ask me, but I, I'm just wondering, cause I really liked black Panther. I really found that movie to be um, compelling. And I didn't think the good and evil was all pure and overblown. I could completely understand the character they portrayed as the bad guy. So I like movies like that. Hey Joe, it's Laren. I'm so sorry to hear anchors being difficult. Man, do I know what you mean. Oh my gosh. When I was putting together my 100th episode, I am so grateful to say I did not lose any messages. I'm relieved. But I know what you mean because like putting them up and then having to reorder them and having to reorder them like three times before it sticks and trying to rename segments and having to do that two or three times before it sticks. Ah, I have to constantly remind myself it's a free platform, (laughs) but losing messages would be the worst. I'm so sorry that happened to you. Hopefully things get better. You know, I keep hoping they'll make improvements to anchor fingers crossed. Hey Joe, it's Liren. I just heard you talking about losing your sponsor, and just so you know, I'm not sure it has anything to do with any of the things that you listed. 
I know that um, all the guys have talked off and on about losing sponsors occasionally, just going and not having one available. And then a while later, they'll go back and there will be one. At the very least, Anchor will be doing sponsorships again. So I don't know. I'm not, I don't, I wouldn't assume that it's because of anything you did, but I guess you'll find out if you get another one or not. Anyways, I'm going to go finish listening to the episode. What's up, Liren? Thank you, as always, for your amazing call-ins. I have not seen Black Panther or very many of the new Marvel movies, though I hear that they're excellent. I probably will eventually see them because oftentimes, not every time, but oftentimes after I, you know, refuse to see a movie for a long time because everyone's been talking about how amazing it is, I will watch it and it'll be perfectly fine. It'll be good, maybe even. Uh, I rarely have found a movie that fits that category that I've later watched that has lived up to the hype, uh, very, very rarely, but yeah. And so as far as the lost messages go, like I said, some of it was anchor's fault. Some of it was my fault. They have, they use the same size, shape, location, and color of button, on the when I'm using it from my desktop for depending on what you're doing at the time if you're editing the audio that big blue button is save changes if you're just updating the episode information like title and stuff same big blue button in the exact same place only this time it's publish so you know, if I'm in the wrong screen, that's what happened at least once. I pressed publish before I was done, so I went back and deleted it. Uh, it. It was just a big whole mess. It was, but like I said, it wasn't strictly Anchor's fault. And yeah, I I know that it's not. There's no actual personal vendetta from Anchor against me. It's just the way things go. And honestly, like <laughs> I'm never gonna make any money from this. I do have a sweet 44 cents sitting in my account, though. You know. Uh, I'd go buy a piece of gum, maybe? I don't think so, though. But anyway, Liren, as always, thank you so much, and I hope you're having a great day. Hey, Joe. Jason here. I take back everything I ever said about you. Anybody that likes a curry is good good to go in my book. I wish my wife and son liked curry. Oh, well. More leftovers for me. Ha, 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 ha. Hey Joe, it's Jeff. I just wanted to do you a solid on the rice thing. Uh, Here's the way that you make perfect rice every time. You Google Alton Brown's baked rice recipe, and essentially what you do is you throw the rice, the salt, the butter, and the water all in a baking dish. You cover it tight, you throw it in the oven, I can't remember exactly how long, at like 425 degrees uh, Fahrenheit for I think 20-25 minutes or something like that or maybe it's longer but anyway it comes out perfect every time it never sticks it's always fluffy Um, it's just the way to make rice uh, that you never have to clean up a burnt pan that you've burned on the stove um, or or scrape the rice out of a bottom of a dish it's just awesome so there you go there's your non-gaming news for the day there were two messages dealing with my cooking so i kept them together but jason yeah i'm down for you for sure uh curries are awesome i know a lot of people who claim that they don't like them who have never even tried them before 
But yeah, I love me a red curry. That's that's my jam, man. And Jeff, like, I guarantee you, I've seen that video before, but probably not for a long time. Alton Brown, I used to watch him all the time. I mean, I I've been watching the Food Network. Well, I don't watch it anymore, but. I was watching the Food Network before it was a 24-hour-a-day network. Back when it was only on part-time, they had one black-and-white tiled kitchen, and then different guest chefs would come in. And from that, from those humble beginnings, they've sprawled into the monstrosity that they are today. But, yeah, I'll check that video out, and I will try the baked rice, man. I'll give it a shot. I think what I really need to do is just, you know, just suck it up and buy myself a decent rice cooker and just just say this is one of those things, man. You know, I, I can cook a lot of things, but maybe just rice. Rice is my kryptonite, dude. But I appreciate the suggestion. Uh, I will definitely check that video out again and try me some baked rice. Right on, dudes. Uh, thanks. Hey, up, Joe. Shandy Andy here. Good job you left a message on my podcast because it brought my attention back to hindsightless your podcast which i remember dave aldridge pointing out uh it must have been the beginning of september i think and i favorited it on anchor and then usually what i do i listen to podcasts in Castbox. so usually at the end of the week i'll find out which ones i've favorited in anchor and go and uh, you know bookmark them and subscribe to them in Castbox. but for some reason your podcast doesn't show up in Castbox, so I don't know whether that's a deliberate thing that you do or just an incidental thing. So anyway, I, I now know to remember to go into Anchor and actually listen to it. And mentioning Dave Aldrich, I have just been back to the beginning of your current series of podcasts and was listening to one where Mr. Aldridge gets sent in a message about Time Bandits not liking it. And you picked up on something that I picked up on. Heightism. Dave didn't like ducks, didn't like halflings, and now Time Bandits. Yeah, I think there's something definitely going on there. Now, I've sorted the halfling thing out. He's playing. He played a halfling at the Albert and Wizard Staff Convention. I'm working on the ducks because I think Mr. Aldridge is going to end up running a Glorantha um, session or two for us, playing a duck party. But you and me, we need to work on this time bandit thing and win him round. Keep up the good work, mate. Hey, Andy, man. Thank you so much for calling in. Yeah, I absolutely do not deliberately not have my podcast on CastBox. It's because Anchor, for whatever reason, doesn't really feel like distributing my podcast very many places. Not counting Anchor, I'm on, I think, four. I'm on Spotify, Google Play, uh, and then two other ones that I've never even heard of. You know, I'm not on Apple Podcasts. I'm not on iTunes. I'm not on CastBox. I think I am on Breaker or something. I don't know. But anyway, dude, I really appreciate you calling in. And yeah, man, that heightism thing of Dave's, we we definitely have to work on that. I appreciate the work you've done on him about halflings. I heard he played one, and that's awesome because halflings rule. Um, so yeah, man, I just thanks so much for calling in. 
And I know Anchor is a sucky platform to listen to shows on, so I appreciate you dealing with that to listen to me ramble. But anyway, dude, I'm going to do my best to get it out to other places, uh, try and get a hold of Anchor or something. I'm just not technologically savvy enough to figure that out on my own. But that's it for me, Andy. I hope you're having a great one, and I'll talk to you later. So I've been running role-playing games for a long time. I've been playing in role-playing games for even longer. And I currently watch or listen to a metric shit ton of actual play role-playing podcasts. And so what I want to talk to you all about today is a tendency sometimes of players to respond to challenges in a not-so-productive manner. I'm talking about hucking dice across the table if you miss a few rolls. I'm talking about slamming your pencil down. I'm talking about getting sulky or snarky or short or ignoring what's going on in the game because your character is dead or mind-controlled or petrified. Um, I'm guilty of these things, too. I've, I was a player a long time before I was a dungeon master, and I, I definitely reacted poorly to bad shit happening to my characters. But what I want to talk to about today is how I don't think that's it's not fair to the other players or to the dungeon master. By doing that, the player is throwing this weird, tense, awkward, sometimes negative or hostile vibe out into the air around the table, and it affects everybody's fun. And I don't think just because a certain player isn't having fun that that gives that player the right to take away from the fun of the other people at the table. And in most cases, most cases, mind you, because there are absolutely some murder DMs out there who get off on killing characters. I've had one. It was a crazy experience. He was a super nice guy, but for whatever reason, he just loved killing our characters. Just loved it. Um, But for the most part, in most cases, Dungeon Masters aren't trying to murder your characters. Dungeon Masters are trying to set up conflict and challenge because that's where drama comes from and that's what makes this hobby so awesome and so interesting is the drama. You know, without risk, there is no drama. Without a little bit of fear, there is no drama. So, I mean, easy fights are boring to run they're they're boring to play and so when things go bad generally generally things will turn around by the end of the combat that's a thing that i've noticed for sure is players at the start of a combat in all different groups like in so many groups i've seen this in at the start of the combat once the bad guys get a couple hits in players have missed a couple 
there's always at least a few people around a table, oh, this is it, we're all dead, this is the end of everything. Instead of picturing success, they picture defeat. But by the end of the combat, things have turned around because that's the nature of dice. Uh, That's the nature of this randomness that we throw into our game. By the end of the combat, things have turned around and everybody's in a good mood again. But for a while, there was that negative energy at the table because that player wasn't happy with what was going on with their character. And so they put that negative vibe out, which, like I said, affects everyone else at the table. And so, yeah, that's the thing about dice and the thing about having that chaos effect in our game. Like, dice equal chaos. It's randomness. And so because of that, there are going to be times when a bad thing happens to a player's character. And so there's this cognitive dissidence that players need to keep in their mind. On one hand, players should be invested in their character. They should like their character. They want to play their character. They enjoy it. And that's that's necessary and needful and desirable. But on the other hand, players need to realize that there's a non-zero chance that their character might die and that's just part of the game and that's okay character death is okay it's it's not the end of the world players will make another character trust me i have made hundreds of characters and i love them all i don't have a favorite my favorite is the one i'm currently playing it's always the one i'm currently playing and it probably will always be the one i'm currently playing I mean, it's easy to look back on old characters with rosy glasses and be like, oh, that one was my favorite. But ultimately, for me, it's whatever I'm playing first. And so I always have it in my mind that, you know, my killer DM probably beat this into me. But I always have it in my mind that my character could die. And I am perfectly okay with that. And if my character dies... You know, sit down, roll up another character, and get after it, man. Plus, I just personally love building characters. But that's 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 a different topic. So, yeah. Um, and I'm not talking about anyone specifically here. I'm talking in general terms. A thing that I've noticed in my decades and decades of observing this game. Um, it's not unique to anyone group or type of person or anything it's a fairly universal trait that i've seen throughout the ages it's not a new school thing it's not an old school thing um you know it's just a thing that happens i mean it's part of human nature just being able to handle disappointment in a productive way when you're with a bunch of other people like D&D is a crazy sociological experiment that's been going on for almost 50 years now. It's it's nuts. But yeah, you know, that's that's me rambling on. I'm sure there are stuff that I wanted to say that I missed. Uh, I'm sure I misspoke at times. But anyway, I, I don't know. That's that those are my thoughts. What about you all? I know most of you that are listening are game masters. 
But yeah, I mean, have you have you seen this? I'm sure you have. How did you deal with it? You know, I don't know. I love hearing from you all. I love this crazy anchor community that I've plunged into. Y'all are the greatest. I put an ominous backing track because I was talking about some heavy shit in this one. So I'm going to say some final words and get out of here and see how this one blows over. So thanks so much for listening. I'll see you in a second. Well, there that was. (laughs) We'll see how that goes over man like a ton of bricks i'm guessing anyway uh is that my most divisive episode i put out i don't know we'll i guess we'll have to just wait and see but (laughs) anyway thank you all for listening thanks so much to uh randy and andy and jeff and liren and jason for your call-ins i super appreciate it that's awesome that gets me so pumped up every time i get call-ins uh but yeah that that's it for me uh until the next time i love you all i really do and until then peace out